Hi guys, uh, it's Matt Z, and I want to share with you some of the latest news that happened in the stock industry. We had an avalanche of stockbrokers going to the zero commissions model. We're going to discuss that, explore how money is made in the stock industry through order flow, and then discuss the implications for the futures industry. Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast. A place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. So guys, the commission war in stocks went to zero. We used to say that the race to zero started and then we got here. Consumers are winning or are they? Here are some quotes from Bankrate.com. So, on September 26, Interactive Brokers brought IBKR Lite. What is IBKR Lite? So, according to them, it's a cost-effective way to trade U.S. exchange-listed stocks and ETFs for traders who do not wish to consider their efforts to obtain greater price improvement through the smart routing system. So, I started questioning, what is a routing method? What is a routing system? So, I did a bit of research and found this uh, resourceful quotes on SpeedTrader. Uh, these programs will automatically scan the various predetermined ECNs for the best price and liquidity and spread out the order until filled. Some direct access brokers go one step further and allow the users to select a preference of routes in the preferred order for their smart routing. This allows for the best liquidity situation but may take a bit longer due to the extra time to scan the ECN. The time difference may not be noticeable in terms of an extra second or two, but high-frequency trading HFTs pro uh, programs operate in a single-digit millisecond. Compared to HFTs, even a single second is an eternity. So essentially, in stock trading, you can choose to execute your trades on the exchange that lists the stock or stock options. About two weeks following the announcement of Interactive Brokers, we had three significant brokers and now that their commissions are going to zero. This could not be a coincidence because every customer must have called their broker with the same question, what about you? This all happened during the week of the 1st to the 4th of October 2019. So from some of the news quotes. Charles Schwab acted as the catalyst for this latest wave of price cuts across the industry. As one of the largest and most respected brokers, Schwab announced on Tuesday that they would be ending commissions for trades on stocks and ETFs, slashing fees from 4.95 to zero for these securities. On the option trade, it also cut its base commission from 4.95 to zero, but traders will 
still have to pay 65 cents per contract. TD Ameritrade followed uh, suit later that day, ending its 6.95 commission for stocks and ETF trades. It followed Schwab move on options too, cutting its base commissions to zero and lowering its um, per contract fee on option trades to 0.65. Rival E-Trade joined the fray for the next day, slashing its 6.95 commission on stocks and ETFs to zero. It also trimmed base commissions on option trades to zero and slashes per contract fee on option trades to 0.65, matching its other big competitors. Trade, Trade Station did the same after. That week, the, the stocks of these companies have plummeted hard. Why? One, loss of revenue. Two, now they are relying on the exchanges to pay the money, not their customers. We will get to the routing compensation shortly. So, so who instigated all of this? Robin Hood. I'm not going to talk in depth about Robin Hood, the app for stock trading with zero commission that was established in 2013, but Robinhood is not only a broker, but they're also an app, a mobile solution for the millennials. Were they the first commission-free brokers? No. There was another company before them called Zeco that was purchased by Ally. So clearly, zero-cost commissions gone nowhere before Robinhood showed up. But when Zeco was created, the phone used for trading was not as prevalent, and that made all the difference in the world for the success of the company, at least in my opinion. Robinhood works on a skeleton crew. This means that one person does what 10 people do in a traditional brokerage. In my opinion, again, layoffs are coming to all the traditional brokers because of the support staff, back office, and everything else. They have lost a huge chunk of their revenue. An app, by the way, is also a technology company, and they know how to scale. They can build APIs, which are hookups, and other devices that would create simple solutions for trading. But Robinhood is not an asset management firm, nor is it trying to be at this point. But if one day they would, it would rock the establishment again. As a matter of disclosure, I'm not an investor in Robinhood, or do I have any financial interest in the company. So how do all those big guys and Robinhood going to make money from the free Right now we have free commission. How is it all? How are they all going to make money? It's called order flow. How and where your order is executed can affect the cost of your transaction and the price you pay for the stock. Here is the skinny on order flow. Basically, you're allowing big institutions to see your orders and let them place fast orders before retail orders get filled. This results in many orders being scalped for pennies or fractions of a penny. Some quotes from the famous Investopedia. So a broker can attempt to fill your orders in several ways. So now we're going to discuss all the ways that the order routing is actually getting executed um, in stocks. So one is order to the floor for stock trading on the exchange, such as New York Stock Exchange. The broker can direct your order to the floor of the stock exchange or a regional exchange. In some instances, regional exchanges will pay fee for the privilege to execute a broker's order known as a payment for order flow. Because your order is going through human hands, it can take some time for the floor broker to get your orders and fill it. Obviously, this is not um, the way it's done today for the most part. Um, most it's, I had to mention the order to the floor in case some people do execute it still that way, but most of it 
is executed electronically, but just keep that in mind. So the next way of executing your order, it's called order to third market maker for stocks trading on an exchange like the New York Stock Exchange. Your brokerage can direct your orders to what is called a third market maker. A third market maker is likely to receive an order if A, they entice the broker with an incentive to direct the order to them, or B, the broker is not a member firm of the exchange in which the floor trader would be other the floor order would be otherwise be directed. Um, I apologize. I have to repeat it. Sorry. Question section B is the broker is not member firm of the exchange in which the order would be otherwise be directed. Okay, I hope that makes more sense. So that was the second part. Um, another way to um, route your order, it's through a process called interal sorry, internalization. Internalization occurs when the broker decides to fill your order from the inventory of stocks your brokerage firm owns. This can make for a quick execution. This type of execution accompanied by your broker's firm making additional money on the spread. Electronic communication network, ECN. ECNs automatically match buy and sell orders. These systems are used particularly for limit orders because the ECN can be can match by price very quickly. Um, the last one is order to market order. For over-the-counter markets such as the NASDAQ, your broker can direct your trade to the market maker in charge of the stock you wish to purchase or sell. This usually um, this is usually timely, and some brokers uh, make additional money by sending orders to certain market makers, payment for order flow. This means that your broker may, may not always be sending your order to the best possible market maker. So the bottom line is this. I uh, just showed you, just read to you a summary of all the orders and how they get executed. And thank you to the guys in the stupidity that do an amazing uh, job with market definition and orders and articles. So the bottom line is this, as I mentioned, stockbrokers have the ability to make a lot more money than commissions. So no free lunch still prevails. Uh, what I wanted to say is that basically after I did all my research, basically this free thing is where your order is directed somewhere and it could many times affect the spread of your order. So though you're not make, paying in commissions, if you have a large order of stocks, it you might get a certain spread, which is much higher than you pay uh, when you actually pay commission. So you really have to know the differences in that part. So is, is uh, free trading for everyone? No. In my opinion, professional day traders that trade frequently will prefer to trade via routes that avoid slippage, narrow ranges, and other factors that would affect their execution. They will not go for the zero commission gimmick. Again, this is just my opinion. Now, Optimus Futures, we're futures brokers, Obviously, you know, we can treat the zero commission, you know, without thinking what would be the implication for us in our industry. So let's talk about futures and let's try compare apples to apples. So first thing, when you execute a future contract, you cannot route it to the exchange of your choice. Each exchange has one futures market. When you trade the E-mini S&P, it will go to the CME. You cannot choose or I cannot choose or my FCM cannot choose where to route it. They have the right to trade that contract and that's where it goes. Now, there are contracts, for example, like crude oil that are trading also on the CME, on the CME group. 
But then you have um, other contracts in crude oil, sorry, in uh, oil, but Brent that would trade on ice. But those are two, totally two different quality types of crude oil. Um, and um, basically each one of them has the right to trade it. So the bottom line, the order goes to one exchange. Second thing is there is an exchange fee. So every single exchange charges a fee for the future contract that you are trading. There's no way to avoid it. It's never free. In fact, many times the retail customers, um, and I understand that you want to get the best commission possible, but in reality, majority of what consists of your exchange of your commission may be the exchange. And the exchange is just not negotiable. You can't go to the CME and just remove it. It is what it is. For example, on the E-mini S&P, it's $1.18 today as I record this for contract. It is what it is. If you're a member or you lease a membership, it's a different fee. But for most retail, that's what it is. And you cannot go below that. Just keep it in mind when you're looking at your commission structure. Um, it does not matter if you trading futures on the CME, Eurex, ICE. Like I said, there's always a fee. Third, there's a routing fee. So routing fee is not something that people always see um, through their commission because every FCM puts it in a different way. But essentially a routing fee is the technology being paid to get your order to the exchange. Some broker combine it with clearing and some do not. The fee is included there and it's up to the different brokers or I should say the FCM how they put it there. But essentially, Whatever platform you use, there is a routing fee from the technology side to the exchange. Again, some people can include in the clearing, some people put in the commission, but it is there because it's a cost of the company to actually execute um, the order and the use of their technology. But there is one fee that you do not pay in futures. And it's very important to keep in mind. It's the leverage fee. So again, let's compare apples to apples. Let's say you have a $10,000 account in stock, and you want to get some leverage. From the research that I've done, most provide 50% when you trade stocks. So your total on a $10,000 account, the most that you could trade is 15000 if you started with a $10,000 account. Well, they charge a fee for that. The fee is an annual fee, which can range anywhere from 275 to 5% for the use of the brokerage funds that you borrow. So let's compare apples to apples for a minute. So let's say you trade one contract on the E-mini S&P. Let's say it's trading right now around, I'm just rounding up, around the 3,000 level. So mini S&P, you're trading at a level of 150,000. So 3,000 multiplied by 50, that's 150,000. If you were to pay interest of 5% per, uh, per year on that, you're actually paying $7,500 to trade it. Just think about it for a minute. You have a $10,000 account, you're trading one. If you were to get the type of leverage, that's what you would pay. So essentially, if you have a $10,000 account, you would pay 75% your account in interest payment. If you traded two contracts, then you know your interest would be higher than your entire account. I hope you get it. And clearly, you can also compare it not only to the account size, but you can trade it compare it to the margins that you're actually getting. If you're getting day trading margins, then obviously you understand what a gift leverage is um, in terms of, I'm not saying in terms of um, it, risk obviously entails when you trade leverage, but 
I'm just talking from the point of paying for it, paying for the leverage, right? So futures traders provide leverage to the, to the small trader that does not have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands or millions to trade stock, stocks and stock options. They have the ability to trade larger amounts, you know, with a smaller sum of money. Also, futures do not have the day trading pattern rule that you must have $25,000 if you want to day trade stocks. We don't have that rule in futures. So the bottom line is this. From a commission perspective, you are paying um, very little as compared to um, the amount that you are trading. And the commissions that you pay are minuscule uh, relative to the leverage that you are getting in futures trading. At this point, I just want to remind everyone that there's a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Past performance is not indicative of future results. When you trade leverage, you can win a lot, but you can also lose a lot. You control a larger sum of money. This program is not about risk management, but obviously you know the importance of trading size and understanding the size that you're taking, the implications of that size, and so forth. In any case, Wanted to say thank you uh, for listening to me on this podcast. I hope I was able to um, explore uh, with you some of the differences in the stock industry versus futures industry. Now you understand potentially all the ways that brokers can make money outside of commissions and stocks, things that are not available to futures traders. And on that note, I also wanted to wish you happy trading. Have a great trading week and I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at optimistfutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-67. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.